Good morning, listeners. I believe today is a good day to begin with a little bit of literature. Shouldn't we first mention the book we're going to talk about? You might be right. Why don't we travel to Nigeria so we can properly introduce today's novel? Ooh, tell me more. Purple Hibiscus is a novel written by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, a Nigerian author that is known for her multiple published literary works and her participation in various TED Talks. Shimamanda also focuses on the social context in a region. In most of her works, she writes about the injustices, the political systems, the lost, and the citizens' rights in Nigeria. Okay, so to begin with, we're going to discuss one of her novels called Purple Hibiscus, that was originally published in 2003. In this book, um, Shimamanda discusses Nigeria's political instability to address the social injustices all around the world. Main character in the book is Camilia Chike. Yet, grab your favorite coffee, sit tight, and enjoy, because we are going to begin with a political, personal, and culturally rich novel. The first few chapters, the reader is immersed in one of Nigeria's most elite cities, Enugu, in which Camilia's father is the owner of the most read newspaper in Nigeria. On the other hand, we can also understand by the book that the characters at the beginning are introduced to Nsuka another city in Nigeria that doesn't have the social, the same socio-economical advantages and Enugu, a much richer city. At first, Kambili and her brother are introduced to their aunt Ifioma, who lives in Nsuka, while learning a new way of life, a new perspective, but especially new ideals and thoughts on what the country is like. Both characters manage to understand the privileged society they were living in. However, they are also introduced to Nigeria's political and economic problems. Having this in mind, Kambili and her brother, Jaja, understand the corruption that was behind Nigeria's government through a historical background of Nigeria's past governments. Nonetheless, they learn about their country, their cities, their rights, and especially the role of them plays in their families. Indeed, it is very overwhelming to read and understand a novel like Purple Hibiscus, mainly if we overlook the story from a political perspective. The Nigerian military coup began December 31, 1983, and was led by a group of armed forces that wanted to overthrow the democratic already elected president of Nigeria, Shekhu Shahari. In the book, the coup is introduced during a family Sunday when Kambili says, Papa had just checkmated Haha when we heard the martial music on the radio, the solemn strains making us stop to listen. Following, we can understand the events that led to the new head of state of Nigeria, but especially the impact it had Kambili's family and the country in general. Nevertheless, historically, Nigeria has had to face difficult political situations. Still, the people were aware of every single detail, as when the book says, he looked sad, his rectangular lips seemed to sag. Coops begat coops, he said, telling us about the bloody coups of the 60s, which ended up in civil war just after he left Nigeria to study in England. However, as also stated in the book, the main problem, as it is also explained, is the vicious cycle, and how Nigeria always ended up as in military men would always overthrow one another. Later on, Nigeria is introduced to their new military government, where the media censorship was influenced by the new military president that the people thought they needed. However, hoping for a renewed democracy was not going to solve any situation, such as corruption, economic instability, difference in the educational system, or even more. This is why, throughout the first chapters, the reader is also introduced to Ade Cooker in a particular situation, where Kambil learns about Ade's arrest as when she says, I knew his arrest was because of this cover story in The Last Standard, a story about how the head of state and his wife 
had paid people to transport heroin abroad, a story that questioned the recent execution of three men and who the real drug barons were. At the end of chapter four, we are also introduced to social injustices such as poverty and the role women had, or at least the way they were seen in society. Isn't this political drama a little bit interesting? Right, however, wait till you hear everything about the religious society the characters were part of. We have reached one of the crucial topics of the novel. This should be exciting. Religion and belief are essential, especially the contrast between Papa, Papa Ku and Auntie Ifoma. It all begins with the description of Papa religious beliefs. These were influenced by Catholics, missionaries and are super strict. Papa refers that ego cannot be spoken in church and teaches the, that priest should be traditional. When someone commits a sin, Papa punishes punish them with violence. And this could be related with the way that Papa was treated when he was a kid. That night when Papa prayed, he had our longest, longer passages urging God to bring about the downfall and the godless men ruling our country. And he intoned over and over. Or lay the shield of the Nigerian people. Pray for us. Now, something that is related to both the political and religious beliefs in the novel is the culture of the time. Having this in mind, let me refresh your memory and provide a proper cultural context to each of our listeners. Using the post-colonial theory that rejects Western values and celebrates African cultural identities and values, Adichie creates characters who are proud of their culture. The characters in the novel most of the time cherish their cultures, traditions, norms, and values. An aspect of the style, such as language use, has also been deployed by the author to demonstrate this theme. In the book, we can also see that there is a conflict between Igbo culture and Western culture, especially due to Papa and his beliefs, which is something I'm going to explain in a little. Now, taking into account the first four chapters, we will make a little description of the members of the protagonist family, considering how their personalities may be perceived in this first part of the book. First, we may recognize Kambili, the main character, as a very observant and obedient girl. She wants to make her parents proud, especially her father, and at the same time she fears disappointment and the possible punishments that this could bring to her. We also see that her point of view towards the world is based on her a strict upbringing and on religion. Then, contrary to Kambuli, Jaja, her brother, seems to be a more rebellious kid, as he continuously tries to challenge Papa and his Catholic faith. He is older than Kambuli and at the same time more outgoing than her. Jaja so shows that he cares for her sister and her mother, but at the same time is afraid to protect them because of the reaction Papa may have. Both Kambili and Jaja try to keep Papa happy by saying and doing the correct things. However, although Papa treats them like that, Kambili admires him and at the same time is proud of him. Furthermore, Kambili's father is a wealthy factory owner and a devout Catholic. He seems to be the best example of a good Samaritan. In addition, at home, he is a very strict leader as he imposes rigid rules and high standards to all in the family. He is the one who takes the most important decisions as well. He even resorts to violence when these rules are broken or when the standards are not met by Jaja, Kambili or Mama. Finally, due to his attitude, we can say that having a good education is very important for him 
and he also shows that he thinks that western culture is a superior is superior to nigerian culture which can be revealed for example as he affects a british accent and almost does not speak igbo finally mama shows to have a big love for her children but due to her submission to her husband husband she is kept away from her from intervening for her children when they are being mistreated by their father She does not resist or complains about Papa's violent actions towards her. Instead, she chooses to polish, almost as a ritual of her own, a set of figurines in the house. Finally, did you enjoy your cultural trip to one of Nigeria's most raw novels? As a matter of fact, I believe so far this has been one of my favorite books and favorite novels. Really? Well, you look at that. It has been a pleasure to have a coffee with you, especially with our listeners. Meanwhile, we discuss this great literary piece. We should hope to continue reading this novel. And don't forget to attend your language and literature classes every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Good luck. And see you in the next one.